1: I two copies of this amazing book. It has beautiful pictures in it, Deep History in the Ages of Man. I'd like you to talk about the origin of the book, because I believe that society advances by asking better questions and getting a better gestalt of what the nature of reality is and why we're here. And those questions arose in your heart when you saw the disaster of 9-11. The first book you wrote was called the 9-11 Mystery Plane, which asked, why is there a mystery plane flying over the World Trade Center complex? And you found lots of proof to explain that it was being managed. All the flights of these jets were supposed to be flying to the towers, which, by the way, they did research on the kinetic power force of these buildings. They could not drop because the jet hit them. And jet fuel, the burns at 1,800 degrees, is not hot enough, 3,000 degrees, to melt steel, especially when the steel girders are covered with two and a half inches of asbestos. We have to understand that when you ask better questions... Is that the truth opens up like a lotus flower in front of you, but you don't just try to seek the answers. You have to seek better questions from the skull of why are certain anomalies or patterns present. Pattern recognition. The next book he wrote was You Wonder Where All the Money Went, because you discovered there was a lot of billions of dollars disappeared, so you wrote 9-11. You wrote after that 9-11 mystery plane, Black 9-11, which showed that the money disappeared to the Blackstone group that actually later funded the actual ARIA complex in Las Vegas from the uh, Jewish mafia in New York City that actually had double-insured the buildings. Now, people have to start kind of grasping that the deep state is involved with every aspect of not only our U.S. government, but governments around the world, and literally covers every religion and every so-called global international organization, including billionaires and the churches and everything. The, uh, the global reach of the uh, deep state is very deep. It covers things like the drug trade organ trade like even with China, the sexual trade and even uh a lot of other things, you' you know, the illegal drugs and so on, even lots of stuff that's pretty bizarre. Now the interesting thing when you raise this book here, you start to see some anomalies of the presence of why all the ancient temples pointed towards Southern Baffin Island. That made you ask even more questions. So I wanted to explain why you wrote this book because I think it's when you discovered some anomalies and you use Google Earth and other technology, you start asking more and more questions. The more you dug in, you say, well, why is that? Why is that? Why is that? And as you ask more questions, you start getting and realizing what you're told in sort of conventional history in the history books or about the ancient world, you know, how long has mankind been here? Because for groups, for example, I sometimes talk to the average Christian. Thinks, Man's only been here 7,000 years since Adam and Eve, I think uh even in the Bible, it says that the descendants of Adam married people came from the Valley of Nod, okay, which are here pre-Adamic man. So you got to understand, mankind has probably been around for millions of years, and probably didn't even originate on Earth, to be honest with you. And I'm not—I'm going to be sarcastic, not be factual here, but we could be Martians or from distant star system, and we're just colonists from another world. Now, in our past history. If you look at the actual archaeological records, there's been at least four pole shifts where the crust moves on the earth, almost like you take a Georgia peach and you steam it, and the skin slides in the body. Which is kind of like, in terms of dimensions and size, it's actually pretty comparative. The crust actually on the earth, in some ways, is relatively thin even over like Hawaii. So if it's going to start moving, it's going to move in places like Hawaii, where the hot spots are creating a new island uh, already in the last few years. And areas of volcanic and geotectonic and, you know, activity are increasing dramatically, as Jesus said in Matthew 24. Why is this important? I want you to see why did you ask these questions and where did it take you, Mark? And this book is, is very beautiful, but it also it's going to raise a bunch of questions for a number of other books you're going to have to write. And other people that read this, they're going to have to write books. I mean, your book your was based on the work that was reviewed by Albert Einstein's colleague. Who was the author that wrote a couple of books about the pole shift? What was the name? Charles Hapgood. Now, Halfquid was a very curious guy. The most important people in history are not people that know everything, but people are curious enough to ask good questions. And he said to Einstein, because you see, Einstein's one of his statements was, the most important thing is not knowledge, but imagination, in other words, the ability to ask questions. So give us your history of how you became curious about this and then dug you deeper and deeper uh, following the 9-11 stuff. And what you discovered actually may explain the reasons of the behavior of the well, we're left, the socialists in America and the globalists are actually moving with the corporations and billionaires toward a cataclysmic uh, survival of, let's say, a fraction of the human race, but the rest of us have been told, um, go to hell. And people are being deluded by politicians that think that somehow they to really care for them, they're going to build infrastructure, protect the power grid, or protect us from the incoming asteroid called POPs in April 2029 that... It doesn't have to hit here. It can be millions of miles away, but it's a gravitonic wave, combined with the star system, belt of Orion, uh, and maybe the CME, uh, can actually cause enough water release from the ringwoodite in, our, in a deep mantle to cause a pole shift. In other words, we're due for one now. Last one was at the time of the fall of Atlantis and Mew. And those people, a lot of their ancient knowledge was passed through secret orders. So a lot of the secret Masonic orders in every religion on Earth know this. A lot of stuff is not hidden. They know that there was an ancient culture. It was very advanced. The book that Nikola Tessa had from his father was from the uh, Alexandrian Library, transferred to the Vatican Library, and because he's a, an Orthodox monk, he got access to this book and gave it to his son, who was a genius, asking these questions. But his book actually talked about, the, basically, be translated from the ancient languages. They call it the Frequency of the Orbs. So the pole shift is probably one of the central questions when you start to answer some of these things about where was it and where did it move to. It tells you that if there's four movements of the pole in the last uh, 120,000 years, this must be pretty significant for previous civilizations in that, you know, because our history is not you know, kept track very long, if it goes back more than about five to 7,000 years, we don't even have a physical record of it. Or they don't talk about the large mounds, for example, that some people here are the natives. Even tell you that they didn't build the mounds, but they were built by pre-pre uh, Native man here before the last pole shift. So tell us your story of how you decided to write this book. I think everybody should read it. Everybody should order it. It's a great paperback. They can buy it over at Amazon. It's uh, probably one of the best places to get it. I got mine sent by you directly. But uh, this is serious reading, and when you read it, you're going to start asking questions. You're going to start resolving some of your religious answers and preparedness answers, and why you better read this book and figure out why are the global overlords of the Earth concerned about saving an air hide by building underground cities with Bechtel Corporation, and they could give a rat's behind what happened to you. So tell us your story.
2: Doctor, it all started with a single question. Uh, why are the pyramids near Mexico City aligned 15 and a half degrees east of north While the pyramids of Giza, Egypt, are dead on north south, so you know as I started to explore that, it's it's true. One question leads to another, and before I knew it, I was exploring things like I was beginning to understand uh, things like why the uh, why we had such a high sea stand. During the Eemian, 120,000 years ago. So one thing leads to another, and the world we live in—the only immutable law—is constant change in nature. So, right. you, you know, I began casting uh, casting off limiting beliefs. I began exploring mm. and investigating my own uh, hidden assumptions, and that were actually turned out to be false, such as. The idea that the poles are fixed and immutable, and that you know they're, they never change, well, there's no law of nature that says that. And uh, as
1: you, especially a with an earth that's five five billion years old, which means, according to this frequency you've talked about, four shifts in the last 120,000 years, you could easily have roughly up to 2,000 pole shifts in the, since the origin of Earth.
2: And these uh, these earth changes that happen are very important in evolution because not only do you end up with a to, to to develop a new species, you need a small population. You can't do it with large populations. And this is one of the mistakes that Darwin made because he believed that uh, reproductive success was the principal, the most important factor. So large populations would be a, ref- a reflection of po- reproduction success. However, that is not how you get change. You have to have small populations, otherwise you end up with... Well, a- that, that,
1: that's, that postulates that, uh, that he was correct, that evolution is a natural process, where we know random mutations, even if you do the calculation to create one cell, would not create one cell randomly in 10 to 10,350 times the actual size of the known universe. So, in other words, evolution is mathematically impossible. So what we're dealing with, is we have to deal with what we call intuitive creativity. And the same thing with the fall and the rise of civilization. Look, it's only been 100 years since the Wright Brothers, and we're now going to Mars here in a matter of months or years. So we're not talking about the ancient civilizations probably we had at our level or above it, and then they fell.
2: Well, and that's, that's what, small, you, know, you have to have small populations to, to get rapid...
1: New environments have that code written. So we're coming back. Um, So, Mark, basically, you're right. What this does is it creates new little microenvironments, and in order to adapt, you have the magnetic field of the Earth changing. And uh, in every being, there's actually part of your DNA codes for new DNA. I call it uh, your internal DNA encoder. In other words, the creative process of creation has not stopped when you're born. In fact, you create new epigenetic DNA during your entire life. And if you reproduce, you can actually pass on those epigenetic epigenes besides your regular allele chromosomes to your descendants. So if you're eating a terrible diabetogenic diet, your children will be more likely to become diabetic. Does that make sense? Now, the epigenome means you're also of your little, you know, butterfly and you land on a specific plant that has a certain leaf. Part of your ability to hide yourself to survive is that actually you're going to develop little epigenome changes in your leaves. So you're going to express genes that look like the leaves on the plants, you're hidden, and you're in disguise. Does that make sense?
2: So, in other words, it's a little colder inside. These earth changes create opportunities for new species to emerge because they create new environments, new niches.
1: Exactly, but the process is very, very intuitively interesting because, in other words, the creative or adaptive forces allow the adaptation. For example, there's a town in Iran where the background radiation is, is uh, greater than the, the area of, of uh, Chernobyl in Russia and the area in Japan where they had this uh, Fukushima Daiichi. It's been there for many thousands of years, so it's bioselected for people that have high amounts of enzymes that get rid of free radicals. See, if you go to the town, you're going to get sick as hell because the radiation level is, like, toxic. But if you've been there and your ancestors are there, you're perfectly fine. So it's going to select in that selective population for people that have specific gene complexes to survive. Just like, you know, if you look in the distant future, 10,000 or 100,000 years, the Pacific Ocean has been salted up with Fukushima Daiichi with radio toxins and heavy metals. Those living organisms will adapt eventually. Of course, it will cause an initial die-off, but they'll eventually adapt. And down the road, these organisms will be able to tolerate the level of radiation that other organisms on Earth will not. Interesting, eh? No, why is that important? Because what are we? Um, what this book does is it says, okay, what are human beings? What is what is a nation? Why don't we have uh, records of these ancient societies? Why is it not open to our universities? How come only these secret orders know this? I mean, if you become a member, like I became a member of Phi Role Sigma Tapped Up by the Dean of Medicine two months before I had my first medical class, and um, just a year or so later, I'm sitting in the Phi Role Sigma frat house, but head of hematology, and he wanted me to become his hematology resident and go into hematology with him. He's impressed with me. And he started telling me about things about ancient Atlantis and Mule. And one of the first things he said was that, that pigs were actually a hybrid between ancient humans and wild boars, so that they would actually as a substitute for sacrifice in the ancient altars. I said, come on, you didn't do any beers. And he started, I said, let's go over to the hospital and we'll see actually the ancient map of... You know, we were doing these pig embryo studies in medical school. And uh, humans. He laid it out all in front of me. I looked and said, oh, my God, man, you aren't drunk when you told me this. Now, why did they know this? I'm sure that there are people that that know this that even could be teaching at university, but they don't. They perfectly hide it from us, don't they? Now, whether they're Bilderbergers or Council on Formulation, these people probably do know they are ancient civilizations that crashed and burned. I have one of my people who comes on my program for years now, Jonathan, from New Zealand, <clears throat> and his site's called beforeus.com. He's in his early 80s, very healthy. And he's been all over the world in these underground cities and tunnels everywhere. So no one's in South America. You can just say, as you go in the tunnel, it lights up naturally for thousands of years. And people say, that's not possible. I said, you know what? The world is stranger and more beautiful and more scary than anything you can imagine, but it's just reality. And knowing what you're saying in this book is really important. So when you ask these questions, what, what did they start to shock you in your research? What, what, did you, what shocked you bad most about this?
2: Well, what's shocking is that the uh, science community can't get their head around it. You know, they just they can't get outside their own, set aside their own beliefs long enough. To have a new original
1: idea. I, I think it's actually more active. I don't think it's a matter of not getting your head around it. They don't want the public to know what they know. When I was told this as a, a Sigma, I was told this because I was a member of a secret medical order that knows about ancient Atlantis.
2: All right? Yeah, but most of the scientists are not part of this elite group. Most of them...
1: Exactly, right? exactly. They're, 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 they're basically, they're porch masons or just kind of the public. For example, when I worked as a got turned into a spook 27 years ago and at the same level of clearance as the president, I learned about projects that were spending trillions of dollars on things that the regular university trained people will never know. Genetic engineering, advanced space travel, faster than light vehicles, all kinds of stuff. Mapping out the wormholes for the galaxy with the Hadron Project and the Solspol Pies-Meson Telescope. I was their doctor. You're never going to know this learning in the university. I don't care if you got a Ph.D. and you're there 10 or 20 years. Unless you're at one of my levels of classified clearance, you're not going to have a freaking clue that this exists. So you can speculate all you want. That's why we hear all these people on radio and TV that think they want to speculate, and they're on coast-to-coast coast radio, whatever. They don't even know a tiny fraction of what I know, and I can't say everything because I know so much most people think, now I know the guy's freaking nuts. I'm not. I'm going to tell you straight up, this book is one of the most important books in modern history because it occurs in 2020 which is the day of the year of the Great Reset. And the Lucis Trust published it 40 years ago, or Lucifer Trust, all by the people who are running this earth, which is a druidic council of 13 in the Pindar, which means the penis of the dragon. Now, the ancient earth actually pointed toward Alpha Draconis, which is a dragon star in the belt of Orion. And when the pole shifted, it moved away from that pole position, pointing directly, rotating around, pointing directly toward Alpha Draconis. Now, in the same belt of Orion we just discovered in last fall, after up for five years, the um, Lego and Virgo projects actually picked up the gravitonic uh, waves of the destruction of the supernova, destruction of Betelges, which is a uh, large red, dwarf, red giant, one of the brightest stars in the sky, I think the eighth brightest star in the sky. And it is about 671.2 light years away, which means it occurred in the Middle Ages. But its waves are finally getting here. And why is that important? It's because that means that this planet, which was nearby in Alpha Draconis, is probably destroyed already. We're just seeing the light from the, from the star that's exploded at that time. And usually it takes, we estimate, around 20 years for a supernova to explode and collapse, explode and collapse, they so finally go boom! And supernova, one of the things they do is they make magnetite, which is necessary for the silver cord that connects your physical brain to your soul. Iron is actually created in supernova. Do you know that? Heavy metals, including iron and transuranics, are created in supernovae. So what you're discovering in this book is extremely important because, you see, you don't understand that a lot of these secret orders know this stuff, and they're not going to tell the average public that, hey, we got we got our Willy Wonka chocolate factory ticket to go underground, and you suckers don't. Vote for us, buy our stuff, but you can we can carry a rat behind what happens to you. How's that? We'll hear your answer when we come back in a minute here.
4: Wow. 19 Coronavirus is a serious worldwide pandemic, and many people are looking for their best defense. It's here at Nutramedical.com. Prepare with a first line of defense kit from Nutram Medical. Dr. Bill Deagle's first line of defense kit helps block airborne pathogens and shuts down all viruses. This viral defense kit includes NIOSH N95 masks, antiviral wipes, monotomic nutriodine, Nutrisilver antipathogenic spray, Nutri-Defense Viral Capsid Blocker, Allison Med, so powerful it kills MRSA
5: Radio News with Dan Naraki. Judge Amy Coney Barrett continues to face questions from the Senate Judiciary Committee on day three of her Supreme Court confirmation hearing, including some about her mentor, the late Justice Antonin Scalia. Responding to a series of questions from Connecticut Senator Chris Coons, Baird explained that while she agrees with Justice Scalia's philosophy, she would be her own justice if confirmed. Everything that he said um, is not necessarily what I would agree with or what I would do if I were Justice Barrett. That was Justice Scalia. So I share his philosophy, but I've never said that I would always reach the same outcome as he did. A judge is putting a temporary hold on a pair of coronavirus orders from Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers, the court removing orders from the governor limiting the number of people allowed in public gatherings and setting capacity limits on bars and restaurants. The judge has ordered a hearing next week where the administration will have an opportunity to defend those orders. This is USA Radio News. Virginia residents will have an extra 48 hours to register to vote after the state's online registration system went down for several hours on the final day to register. A judge ordered Wednesday that the deadline be pushed back to Thursday night after a cut fiber optics cable took out the websites of several state agencies, including the state's voter registration system, for several hours on Tuesday. Officials say the cable was accidentally cut during a roadside utilities project in Chesterfield County, Virginia. President Trump and former Vice President Joe Biden will still go head-to-head on Thursday night, just not on the debate stage as originally planned. President Trump will participate in a town hall with NBC News from Miami, while Biden will appear in an ABC town hall from Philadelphia. Both are scheduled to begin at 8 p.m. The second presidential debate, originally scheduled for Thursday, was canceled after President Trump refused to participate in the event's new virtual format. This is USA Radio News. USA Radio News.
1: This is, Mark this is amazing I, I, you said you weren't sure exactly where this would go I think here's where I would say if you look at the movie The Time Machine again or we get the book out and read it you'll see a lot of analogy of what's coming I can tell you both from my scientific research and prophetic intuitive knowledge that has been given to me by the most high God that before the end of this decade there's going to be a cataclysm that's going to destroy most of unprepared humanity in other words we're going to go through a cataclysm that could look like a nuclear war but it actually is a pole shift and and all the other things with it and the most likely agenda things that could do that are the supernova Betelgeuse, the passage of a giant asteroid three times the size of of the one that killed the dinosaur, it doesn't have to be close it could be a million miles away but it's gravity wave which will take around 12 hours to cross will along with the release of nascent oxygen and hydrogen forming water, create a large amount of of, uh, magma and grease the skin of the earth across, actually, to slide, uh, causing a pole shift. Now, when the sun has a CME, which could happen at the same time, it only lasts for about four hours, but the passage of a large comet will take roughly anywhere from 12 to 24 hours. And a supernova can take up to 20 years in pulses of gravitonic frequencies. You can actually pick it up. The legal and virgo systems we set up, actually pick up gravitonic waves and are mapping out the structure of the universe. So I believe if you did that and you actually went and looked at the books written by all the experts on Agenda 2030, you'd realize that the globalists are totally prepared for the fact, not just Agenda 21, that the cataclysms are going to strike the Earth before the uh, end of the decade. Now, April of 2029, which is not that far away, about eight years, they expect to see the passage of this comet, Apophis, which means the destroyer. Now, the rapture, which they talk about in the church, and they hear these idiot Christians think somehow, and they don't read it correctly, that good Christians are going to be taken away to heaven, and they look down. Don't look down. It's a mess. No, you people are idiots. You're not called as prophets, and you're neither scientists, too. The fact is, when uh, this rapture happens, it will be taking evil out and cleansing the earth, because we're in a very desperate situation right now. We basically couldn't tolerate very much, and most of our civilization is going to die. If the power goes out just from let's say North Korea or Iran hits us, within two months ninety percent of the US population is dead from starvation, violence, hypothermia, and cannibalism. So God said, I will cut those days short, lest no flesh would survive. Well the only way to cut it short is to rescue us from the disasters heading toward the end of this decade. Multiple disasters. Thermonuclear proliferation, Apophis, etc. all these other things going on. So give me your impression. I know I, a lot of people think, well, that's speculative. You can't say that. Look, I can tell you right now that the globalist snow there's going to be a cataclysm before the end of the decade. That's why it's called Agenda 2030. You just read it all. Their religion tells you they have to publish everything before it happens so that in clear language, whether it's Council on Foreign Relations or the Bilderbergers, which, by the way, Jared Kushner, and, John, and Donald D. Trump's son-in-law, and both Joe Biden, but Bilderbergers. Or the uh, CFR Council on Foreign Relations, which Netanyahu is. Or high-level masons, which Donald J. Trump is, a Scottish right mason. They all have secret knowledge. That's why Donald Trump stole the logo from Star Wars and made, you know, the, the Space Force. And he, one of the things he's saying in his campaign now, he's going to be the first man to put a woman on the moon. Even though we've had a city on the moon, even five years before the EO landed, and mining operations up there right now for helium-3, which uses for our tokamak fusion reactors, which are the ones that the Chinese are actually going to launch this year, based on science here on my show nine years and ten years ago. I showed how to build a tokamak reactor over the years. Real simple, too. Two jets of helium-3 from the moon, dust. Uh, it creates a plasma field, and you can draw off energy, and it's literally almost limitless. Now, they want to go to the moon, too, and I'll put the first man on Mars. We've been on Mars since 1982, and he wants to make it go public now because it went dark under Barack Obama and Bill Clinton and George Bush, Jr., because they don't want to know what the real space program is. And in fact, we are interacting with other beings from other worlds, and we've been exchanging technology for a long time, including the ancient world. They don't want to tell you this because they don't want you to disrupt your view of what reality is. They don't want you to realize that they're not preparing to protect civilization from cataclysms coming to our solar system, which they aren't. They're not protecting our power grid. They're not protecting, look at these weather systems. I already know about harp space-based harp satellites that can actually stop these storms like the latest one, Delta, from hitting Louisiana. There's no freaking way that had to happen. In fact, I know the technology, how they actually do it. In fact, I had communication when. The start of the system about 10, 12 years ago was heading toward New Orleans. I had a Canadian other scientists in Europe actually communicated with me on my show, telling me how they were trying to divert the storm so it wouldn't directly hit New Orleans. That's why your book here asks a lot of questions. And I think the two things I want you to do is read Agenda 2030 and watch the movie The Time Machine. It'll make you make more books out of your head. You'll ask more questions. Your comments, go ahead.
2: Well, uh, yeah, sure. I'll take a look at it. I'll I'll look at anything. Uh, You never know when a new, where a new idea is going to come from.
1: It comes from Deagle. Uh, It comes from Deagle, and I have a well stream of ideas. I mean, the thing is, I create questions. I don't have all the answers. You did the tremendous research to put all the stuff together. I mean, over the years, we've been talking about this for like seven years, and you had your help from Doctor McCanny, Professor McCanny. another uh, we call a question. uh, I call a wizard. Uh, and you did a phenomenal job. That's why your books like black 9-11 and 9-11 mystery plane If these get before the grand jury which by the way, we have Barbara Honecker and other people that are there Doing a review read in New York now now in front of the grand jury uh, If they actually discover it now after Trump gets elected, maybe he'll actually talk start talking about it and admitting the 9-11 was an inside job Because if you don't understand 9-11 was created by the deep state the same ones that attacked Trump from his presidency the last four years the same ones that caused the death of the SEAL Team 6 and deep state with Clinton, Biden, and Obama, and got blackmailed for $152 billion, you'll never really understand who the hell is running our world and if what are they doing for our sake or anybody else. That's why your book is so damned important. When you start to realize what this talks about, the actual nature of human civilization, and that the globalists wouldn't give a rat's behind it whether we survive what's coming, whether it's man-made induced events like a nuclear or chemical or biological war, or a galactic event, which you know is coming from the collapse of the supernova, or the passage of a comet, which they already tell is on its pass of Earth in April of 2029. Three times bigger than the one that actually destroyed the dinosaurs. That's kind of important, isn't it? You're coming. Go ahead.
2: Well, yeah, uh, as you say, quite one question leads to another. And I, as I got into the research deeper and deeper, I began to explore questions that I, I had no, you know, that were quite surprising, that I didn't expect that I was going to be looking at stuff.
1: Like, right, you have, a, for example, Stonehenge and these other things, and you're, you're one of the best researchers I right know right on the planet. You're, you're amazing.
2: Yeah, it it pertains to uh the actual purpose of Stonehenge. <clears throat> There've been many theories about Stonehenge. No one has ever really explained it, though we do know uh that the alignments were the moon and the sun, not the stars. It was all about the the sun and the moon uh that site and I believe it was a uh, a means of recalibrating the the calendar so that the people living in Britain would know when to plant their crops, because if you don't plant at the right time, your crops are going to fail, and you're going to starve to death.
1: Exactly. In other words, high priests actually determined their religion was based on the, the star cycles and the sun cycles, so they would actually appropriately put food in the ground and actually have food to eat, so they wouldn't starve to death. Very right. simple.
2: There was a great need to do this after the uh, crust of the earth moved, Uh, England was 200 200 to 300 miles further north, so it was a slightly cooler uh, climate than before. So there was a need to recalibrate. And there are many of these circles all around the Earth.
1: Exactly. Amazing, isn't it? Let's talk right through this uh, break here. We'll be on video. Um, I like it to speculate because I really think, as I say, if you watch the time machine, look at the book and look at your agenda 2030, read all our documents associated with it. You're going to ask a lot of new questions, but this book is so amazing. You read it from beginning to end, you're going to realize this is not a theory. These are questions with answers. You-
0: ...is a new angstrom silver wrapped in hydrogen and with a liposomal enzymatic envelope to deliver to target tissues. It will kill all viruses, bacteria, parasites, and pathogens. It goes through the biofilm with an amazing new technology developed by Dr. Bill at NutraMedical.com, You can get this amazing new nutraceutical, which is non-toxic for the eye, respiratory tract, or nose, or skin at NutraMedical, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com or our order line, 888-212-8871. This new technology releases the silver ion to stimulate not only killing pathogens, but stimulates tissue regeneration and stem cell activation. It is thousands of times stronger than any colloidal or ionic silver uh, complex and uh, with its enzymatic liposomal envelope delivers it to the target tissues with very small
4: dosages.
1: the ancient temples in Sumer in Egypt, you actually find they're all pointed toward this South and Island origin. Then you also looked at the academia and, and the Egyptology, and you thought, what they're saying is plain lies. And you start realizing why they say this. You mean, uh, you know, are they academically idiots or they're lying to us? Well, I think they're lying because if you're in a high level of a sci- science area and you start asking out questions, you start realizing like you did, the data can't fit. I mean, even if you're just a kind of a novice coming into this, you start to realize what you're told in university, whether it's a geography or ancient history, it doesn't match the data. I mean I talk to people who recall, consider themselves religious and they say stupid things like the mankind and the world's only seven thousand years old, I said you're a blithering moron. Do not limit God. Do not limit mankind. It's our destiny Let's say we, we get offers we don't destroy ourselves with chemical, biological, nuclear war. A thousand years from now, mankind will probably be on tens of thousands of worlds and cover, and will be trillions of population. We'll also be genetically able to adapt to these new worlds we go to that have different climates and geomagnetic fields and so on. So there'll be different subspecies of humanity developing these other distant worlds. Plus, we've mapped out the wormholes of the high-speed, fast and light travel, so we'll have FTL intergalactic trade with other civilizations that were both human and non-human. So the world of the future is completely different than what people think now. It's more like it's way beyond it. My knowledge and vision of this, based on what I was taught by God in heaven 60 years ago, is way beyond Star Trek and the Trilogy of the Ring and any of these things. My knowledge is more complete than any other human being that's ever lived. Now why is that? Because we're in a transition. If mankind doesn't get it, that's why your book is so important, most of mankind is going to die in this thermonuclear disaster that will accompany the pole shift and, of course, the escape by so called elite to their underground Willy Wonka chocolate factory underground cities, both Matrix and government magma domes. People don't get this. They don't get it, including the globalists. They don't get it. They're kind of snickering at us. On the one hand, they're telling us that they want to do something like Dr. Mr. Biden and Kamala Harris and the globalists want to actually. If the Social Republic, they're going to give everything free. Free college, free this, free that. But none of them are talking, including even the Republicans, of how they're going to protect the power grid or from something like a coronal mass ejection or a bullshit or anything.
2: Our infrastructure is not ready for anything. I mean, all you have to do is look at the state of the economy. If Obama had intended to, to uh, make change happen, there would be construction of bullet trains all around, you know, across the country from Seattle to L.A. and from, uh, from uh, Boston all the way down to Miami and, and also across the country uh, that would have created millions of jobs, high-paying jobs, and all kinds of new industries, but they never did it. They never invested in the infrastructure.
1: Right. They also didn't really do things like I talked to the guys who were involved, like Turnbull and other experts on the to protect our power grid by putting 10,000 UHF transformers. There are only 200 built a year. And in America, we have 10,000. Which You could have some guys just take some shotguns and blow a couple of the power grids. And if our grid goes, basically, most of the population would be dead to the weapon of indignation in two to six months. Now, people say, Dr. Deagle, it's not that bad. I said, you're an idiot, and you're going to die stupid. Because you need to tell the government, including Mr. Trump, if I had a chance to talk to Trump, and I had, let's say, a half an hour every week, I would become his professor, his Samuel, along with my other experts like, you know, um, you know John W. Spring and Gary Richard Arnold and other experts. And people want to limit my knowledge. They think they compare me to Alex Jones or Mike Adams or other people. These people are in kindergarten speculating on this happening, that happening. I don't know everything, but I have a few 3 by 5 cards I can tell you. When you ask these questions, like you read your book that we've been working on for seven, eight years, you start to realize the globals aren't doing anything to protect us from a passing giant asteroid in uh, less than nine years now. Or the idea of the supernova exploding and causing the release of nascent oxygen and hydrogen to create water that would cause earthquakes and volcanoes are increasing crescendo all over the world. I mean, all over the world, earthquakes and volcanoes are happening. We know why it happens. When nascent oxygen and hydrogen are released, they lower the melting point of rock to create magma. And magma causes earthquakes and volcanoes, and eventually you get enough to get a pole shift. Now, what combination is necessary to do that? We already know the three or four major items that are going to do it. We actually have a pretty good idea when they're going to do it: April 2029. And supernova uh, Betelgeuse already started exploding, picked up in November of 2019 by our LEGO and Virgo satellites. So, uh, monitoring systems for the gravitonic waves coming in from these exploding supernova. So what I, I the question I ask is, why don't our politicians listen to us experts and realize there's actually no evidence that anybody in any country is doing anything to protect the civilizations of this planet, whether it's electricity security or food security or even distribution to be able to, to drive or protect our highways, whatever, or coastal areas, because with a pole shift, you could also get tsunamis. They can go, say, 500 to 1,000 feet up and may go many miles in, in land. And most of these superstorms they talk about are global warming, are just simply caused by the fact the Earth is going through the cataclysms of a pre pole shift switch in the geomagnetic field that affects storm cells. That's why we're having a California on fire. And why all these superstorms are way more than normal hitting southern Texas and Louisiana and Florida. So in other words, it raises the question like, why are our leaders not doing a damn thing? That's a good question, isn't it? Your comments.
2: Well, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, <laughs> I don't have the answer to that one. Other than, uh, I do.
1: I have uh, the answer. An
2: agenda. Well, I have
1: an answer. I have the answer is Luciferic. They believe. They believe it's the Luciferic religion. As uh, Albert Pike said in 1871, they want to replace uh, communism, and every public religion was Luciferianism. Now, Luciferianism believes in what's called Genesis 3, which means you do good and evil to survive. So, in other words. Me first, always. And that means, to me first, people are the Hollywood people, the billionaire people, the people like uh, Camel Harris and Joe Biden. They have a Willy Wonka chocolate factory ticket. And they have a vehicle to take them to an in- intake door in an underground city. They'll take them to a high-speed Megalov train to an underground city where they, like the ancient Morlocks of the time machine, can play uh, tennis and down underground or have recycled water and grow food by- hydroponically with nuclear reactors. Now, they, their near-surface tunnels may shatter, because deep in their two-mile-down the facility they'll be okay, but near a quarter mile near the surface, those tunnels will shatter with the earthquakes and destroy. These high-speed, unidirectional, 2.2, uh, you know, times the speed of sound, uh, high-speed maglev trains. I know everything about it. I mean, I took care of John Field and Phil Snyder. I know exactly how they built them with the tri-radiate track and vacuum in and everything. And I even had the patent on the NTBM technology. I've talked about it in on this show for years. So what I'm trying to tell people is I don't ask them to even believe what I say. Just do your own research. Find out you know, why do they have, what are they doing about 2029? Why is it called the 2030? It says by 2030 they want to get rid of us and they're going to survive whatever the hell is coming and they're going to start rebuilding what's called Vision 2050, which means 20 years later they can emerge and they, everything is cool. That's what's coming. Does that make sense? Your comment. Go ahead.
2: Well, uh, I'd like to inform the reader where they can get the book. uh,
1: Do do that. Do that.
2: Uh, Yes, it's available at Amazon.com. Just search my name, Mark H. Gaffney, or search the title of the book, Deep History and the Ages of Man, Mark Carlotto, Mm -hmm. Has already posted a review up there, a favorable
1: review. Uh, nice. So, is that an American Lot? He actually has this up on Amazon. He posted an interview review already. Let me see. Yes, he
2: did. He got it up there right away and posted a a very nice review.
1: Nice. That's really yeah. good.
2: He's doing. He's see? working in a similar area.
1: Yeah. What I want people to know is, other than all the books in politics, like you know, uh, uh, you get out there like Blitz and other ones. This book is one of those top three or four books this year that's one of the most important things to read. And it's not in reading to give you all the answers. It's tweaking you to ask better questions. What are the globalists doing? Why are they doing it? Are they actually fixing the world to survive with power outages and a, either a mass ejection or a pole shift, or whatever? Are they making food or an economic security? Why are they promising things but there's no delivery? This book will start raising good questions in your mind, but get it. Deep History in the Age of Man. We'll have you back here in two weeks' time to continue the dialogue. I want to know more people have read the book and maybe even ask questions while we're live on air next time. Or email me and I'll read your questions on air. People yeah, need yeah. to start a- asking better questions, but you got to start realizing you're not going to hear this in regular public media. You're not going to hear it at your local church or your little politicians or mini bloodsuckers or whatever party. And you're not going to hear from your uncurious relatives that don't want to notice it upset them at the dinner table. But you better ask the question or you're not going to live through this decade of wandering ideas and dangers.
6: Thank you, Mark. We'll see you in two weeks time. one